patients. Good morning from London Hospital, broadcasting from the bell tower. Oh, patients, I can't stop yawning. Ever since Boffo defected to the killer clowns, I've been without a caffeine fix. Dr. Bollyox offered me some homeopathic coffee, which is a single granule of Nescafe dropped into a tea urn. But I told him I'd already been to the hospital vending machine that morning. The nearest I got to a decent substitute was when lunch lady Lavinia was cleaning the floors and I slipped over onto the defibrillators and landed with one buttock on each paddle. I had a bumhole like calamari for a week. And so this is why we've decided that within our strategy to reclaim the hospital, getting Boffo back is our number one priority. This means we'll be putting ourselves in great danger to infiltrate the surgical theatre, subdue the killer clowns, and convince him to return. And by we, I mean Harry who is of course in charge of these operations as head porter. I'll be on comms from here in the bell tower. And by comms I mean broadcasting whatever comes into my head. Dr. Bollyox will be looking after our one remaining patient, and lunch lady Lavinia is reinforcing the tower doorway with all manner of spikes and swear words. Now to get everyone in the mood for our first mission, here's a track from a local band called Up the Arsenal with If It Falls Out, Just Put It Back In Again. Here are the morning announcements. Any surviving patients out there are reminded they can find refuge at the bell tower. Speak to Lunch Lady Lavinia on arrival. This week's password is numpty. Numpty. Patients are also advised to stay away from the surgical theatre this morning as we plan to raid it. But don't tell anyone, it's a surprise raid. The Aikido Krav Maga monkeys have now added jazz dance to their repertoire, making them even more dangerous than before. Do not challenge them to any kind of finger-clicking-based rumble. They are very in sync and will legitimately bite your face off, just like Bob Fosse. Former head porter Ariadne reports that her efforts to produce her own silk in order to fit in with the corridor spiders is going well. She says she can now dangle from the ceiling for a full minute before her spinneret gets cramp. Which is impressive, considering it's really just her downstairs nunu. The vampires of the windowless wards have invited everyone round for a midnight marathon screening of the Twilight films. We suspect this is a ruse to lure fresh-necked bloodbags into their lair. But I don't know if you're into films about creepy relationships with massive age differences, maybe go ahead. Or watch a Woody Allen film. 
The Porter's network has reported that they found scraps of body parts in the bins behind the cafeteria. An ear, a finger, a downstairs nunu. The working theory is that the kitchen elves may be making human remain pies with their leader, Mrs. Franks, intent on staging a live remake of Sweeney Todd. Either way, Tim Burton has shown interest in the proceedings, and Johnny Depp is already sat in the waiting room. Visitors are reminded that the waiting room is a place of existential angst and should only be entered after consuming the entire works of Samuel Beckett, or the Twilight Saga. Patience. I've had word from Harry that he is navigating the corridors to get to the surgical theatre. As ever, he is having to battle sticky webs and oozing fangs, but then we've all been through puberty. He says the key to defeating them is to stay low and stab upwards to the belly, shouting, Let him go, you filth! as it reminds the spiders of how much they enjoyed the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and then they disappear for twelve hours to watch the extended cuts. He says he's soon to arrive at the theatre, and do I have anything from the History of London Hospital archives that might be useful? Well, patience, let's find out. The popular Regency-era clown, Joseph Grimaldi, was admitted to the hospital complaining of gastric spasms. As was tradition at the time, he was given a good squeezin', but this didn't have the usual effect of explosive windy paps. The resident consultant therefore concluded it could only be witchcraft, so they sprayed him in holy water, recited satanic verses, danced around some moss, and then tarred and feathered him. The clown-faced Panto Prince was due on stage in Covent Garden, and was eager not to displease the baying crowds awaiting his Robinson Crusoe. So he discharged himself, and still belly-aching, waddled the short distance back to the theatre. The show was in mid-flow as he made it to the stage. Man Friday was doing something amusing with his loincloth and two coconuts. Grimaldi flopped onto the stage, honking in pain, legs splayed, feathered and in full white-face makeup. The audience were momentarily stunned before they witnessed the renowned clown burst through his britches and lay the biggest golden egg you had ever seen. That night, and for the next two weeks, Grimaldi's amazing feat was the talk of the town. Recreating this feat became the hallmark of his career, touring the land with a show he called Mother Goose. You can still see Mother Goose pantos performed all over the UK at Christmas time, celebrating this original anus-busting evening. So I guess the answer was no. Still, here's a motivational track from a local band called Got Collier's Wood with Turgid Dreams. Harry says he's at the entrance to the theatre and is about to message me what he can see from his hiding position. 
but it's just doing the three dots thing, you know. We'll wait. It must be a long message, not a meme. Oh, here we go. They appear to have converted the surgical theatre into a theatre theatre, with bloodied red curtains, a circus ring and trapeze. There is a lion cage in the corner, but it seems they didn't have a lion, so it's a lot of taxidermied cats sellotaped together. They are doing the custard pie routine. One of them just got splat right in the face. But as they wiped away the custard, their face came off with it. So maybe it's not custard then. Three clowns are juggling with severed limbs, while one of them is standing in a giant hat, looking sad and singing opera. One of the corridor spiders just entered the room, but turned into a balding clown with pointy teeth and he's got three of the children's ward in a sack. Well, I don't know which of these three elements is the more terrifying. I'd better focus. I'm going to infiltrate them. We'll get one of my porters to update you next. Well, thank you, Harry, for the update. It's quite brave of you, I suppose, given most of your life's training was how to post conspiracy theories on the internet that somehow ended up enabling despots to seize power. Speaking of despots, we've received some posts from the children's ward. They finger-painted us some pictures. Let's see what artistic creations they've come up with, shall we? The first is from Jessica, aged six. And it's a pink and purple unicorn with a big horn that's impaled not one, not two, but three red cross workers. And she's made the blood from red glitter. Thank you, Jessica. Here's one from Yora Stupidface, aged five and three quarters. It's a picture of me at my sound desk with my headphones on. And there are worms coming out of my eyes and a scarecrow is weeing on me. Thank you, Yora. And finally, we have Baron Bastard, aged seven, who has smeared the words, no sleep, in feces. Well, I think that's probably the last time we'll have Picture Corner, but we literally can't stop these from arriving, so do keep them coming in. We're using them for our ever-depleting fuel. Also among the post was this flyer from Fractal Pharmaceuticals. And as I'm running low on filler, let me read it to you. Jogger's nipple? Why not stop jogging? Alternatively, try Nip Slip by Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Rub the potted lubricant onto your nips and wait for 12 to 13 minutes. After this time, your nips should have slipped right off. There'll be no more abrasive t-shirt rubbing, because now you're completely smooth-chested like every Batman except George Clooney. Free your suckle buttons with Nip Slip from Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Starting to miss your torso nubbins? Then try Nip Stick from Fractal Pharmaceuticals. Simply apply the special adhesive, which is definitely not just superglue, and you'll be ready to reapply your fallen peck pips. 
Disclaimer, Nipstick does not supply extra nipples. Users must provide their own. If your cat eats them, it's not our fault, so stop asking. Free and then reclaim your nipples with Fractal Pharmaceuticals. I've just received an update from one of Harry's porters. They're keeping a lookout while Harry enters the inner theatre of the Killer Clowns. He has disguised himself as Charlie Chaplin. Tramp clothes, a walking stick, and he's completely greyed up. Which I don't think is racist. The clowns are all seated at a banqueting table, feasting on burgers supplied to them by their leader, the fearsome Ronald the Filthy. He's a grotesque figure of a clown, dripping in grease and constantly whispering, I'm loving it. Ronald is sat at one end, while Harry at the other. But Boffo is not seated at the table. He's nowhere to be seen. Harry should call this off. It's supposed to be a rescue mission. One of the clowns just took the burger apart and stuck the saucy baps onto his chest. Now he's stood on the table doing a burlesque routine smelling of very special sauce. One of the other clans has thrown the leftover meat patty into a nearby cage for the gorilla. Except, on looking closer, it's not a gorilla. It's Boffo, naked and tied to his coffee cart. The monster's patience. He didn't defect after all. They kidnapped him to steal all the delicious coffee. Which reminds me, this one time he gave me a cup with a joke on it which read, Did you hear about the optometrist who fell onto his lens grinding machine? He made a spectacle of himself. And there was an accompanying picture which was very graphic for a coffee cup. Oh, I've just been sent a video from the porter, Patience. Let me tell you what's happening. Harry has just leapt onto the banquet table casting off his dishevelled hat and tiny moustache. The feasting clowns are staring open-mouthed and dribbling. He takes up his walking cane, but draws out of it a sword. He slashes at the throats of the two clowns either side of him, then somersaults down the banqueting table, leaping over a candelabra and plunging his cane sword straight into the heart of Ronald the Filthy. He lets out a cackle, then slumps into a pile of chicken nuggets. The other clans scatter in fear, most of them piling into a tiny car, then pootling around in circles before zooming at the back end of the surgical theatre. He's done it, Patience. Harry has defeated the clowns and rescued Boffo. And most important of all, I can have coffee again. Here's a celebratory track from a local band called Upney Mother Browns with Slap My Thigh and Call Me Barbara. Before we go, Patience, I know you'll be wondering if we've heard any news about Head of Staff Jean, and I'm afraid the answer is no. I personally made the hazardous journey back to her office to look for clues, accompanied only by lunch lady Lavinia's biggest ladle for protection. 
All I found were her spare head jars, her old skis, a poster that says, hang in there, baby, and the kitten is being hanged, and this black notebook taped underneath her desk marked private, which had a lot of nonsense written in it. Strange words and numbers and pound symbols. So it's probably nothing, but I've brought it back to the bell tower for further research. Maybe Dr. Bollyox will have some idea, when he's got the time. Our single patient doesn't seem to be improving, so he's very distracted. This week he tried acupuncture, but after inserting 100 pins into the patient's face, the only thing that happened was it attracted cenobites. So he's abandoned that approach. Oh, I hear the triumphant porters returning. I'd better shout for lunch Lady Lavinia to pop the champagne. Ah, oh, a DJ's work is never done.